It'll be nice if we have a shortcut, right? <laughs> but in in reality, uh, just the practice of this eightfold path is a direct path to achieve enlightenment. We need to practice eightfold path together. Actually, in one Buddhism, we call it Mahayana meditation practice. Sitting meditation as well as meditation in action, so bringing all together. But among these eightfold path, the meditative concentration, right meditation, is most direct path to enlightenment. Because it is like a murky water. If there is a murky, dusty water, how can you make it clean water? How can you do that? Yeah. Just let it be. <laughs> do nothing. It's hard as a human being to do nothing. We try to do a lot. So coming to retreat center like this and meditation helps us do nothing, just breathe, nothing else. So this, this murky water a lot of mud, a lot of dust is, is in there. And when you let it be and let it just be still and do nothing, then all the dust, all the mud will settle down and settle down and water become very clear. When water become settled down and very clear, what do you do? What do you see? You see everything as it is. If there is a kind of a weed in the water, you see it. If there is a rock in the water, you see that. You see everything as it is. So meditation is like that. Do nothing. And be still. And let it be. And let it go. And just breathe. When you just keep breathing and calming down your mind, all your thought, all your anxiety, all worries is, is uh, disappearing. And when you have a very clear, calm mind, at that moment, you see your Buddha nature. You got enlightened to see the true nature of things. So the the best way is just the calming down our mind and then calming down all the distraction and disturbance. And when we calming down like this, then we attain enlightenment. Light is there, you just enlightenment. Buddha nature is here, you just uncover. It's covered by what? Covered by greed, anger, hatred, and delusion or ignorance. This is a thick cloud covering. And meditation is just coming down all of this. Greed, anger, hatred, delusion. It's just coming down all of this. Then you see things as they are. The enlightenment, the awakening.
taking place. So you are liberate yourself again through this enlightenment. But keep practice. One day you will experience if you keep practicing. Because already you began, beginning is halfway done. You are already there halfway. So just keep practice and enjoy this enlightenment and awakening experience someday in the future. And you and every one of you can become enlightened and can become a new Buddha. What are the different meanings of the Buddhist phrase, no beginning, no end? Buddhists see the world as beginningless and endless. Everything we see is a cycle. So when you see circle, Iran Sang here, where is the beginning? There is a beginning point of the Iran Sang here. There is no beginning and no ending. Because in Buddhist understanding, everything, everyone, has there was a cause and condition to be like that. So there is a previous cause and condition to be this way. And if we see everything in this way, everything is cycling. So when we chant Ironsang vow every morning, we vow the cycle of birth, aging, illness, and death. Death is not the end. It's the beginning of a new life. So birth taking place again. So there is no beginning and no ending. So everything exists in this way. It is similar like a season. This is autumn, right? Autumn. Turn into winter. Winter is not the end. But spring comes. Winter turns into spring, spring into summer, summer into fall, autumn again. It's a continuous recycling. Spring is not beginning. Winter is not the end. So this is a Buddhist view of a of world. There is always cycling. So human being is like that, cycle of that. And the universe is formation, duration, decay, and emptiness. And out of emptiness out of nothing is also something forming, formation. So it's a cycle and cycling of all things. That's why Buddhists see that uh, there is no one point we began and no one point we will end. But it's a kind of uh, no beginning and no ending. It's a difficult, difficult concept, but there is a the way we Buddhists see the world and see the life. Since we do not remember our previous life and we do not know if we will be reborn again, uh, how, how do you understand the concept of reincarnation? Just the one fact is whether we understand it or not, or whether we believe it or not, we are coming back. 
In fact, the language reincarnation uh, in Buddhism, we talk about the rebirth. It's different. Reincarnation and rebirth is different. Rebirth is a part of a continuous process of change. In Buddhist understanding, everything in the world, every one of us, everything in the world are in the state of constant change. It's a process of constant change. Think about anything in your life, it's not changing at all. We are aging, you know, grow old or grow younger, or it's a continuous of uh, changing. So this concept of rebirth is a kind of a changing form. Uh, it's like a, a tree drops a leaf in the autumn or winter. There is a bare trees, nothing at all. But the spring comes, there is a new leaf coming out of the bare tree. A new life beginning again. So rebirth is, is like that. And rebirth Again, since we don't remember <laughs> our previous life, remember <laughs> or not knowing our future lives, simply uh, we can understand in this way. Today is October 8th, so today, and yesterday, October 7th, and tomorrow will be October 9th. But today, if you expand it, Today is like a present life. Yesterday was like your previous life. And tomorrow will be your future life. But infant doesn't understand this. But still there is a tomorrow. And there is a yesterday. When tomorrow comes, October 9th will be tomorrow becomes today. And today, October 8th, will be Yesterday. So yesterday are many, many yesterdays. So many, many different previous lives. And tomorrow again, tomorrow goes, and October 10th will be tomorrow. October 11th will be tomorrow. So there are many, many different, uh, many, many uh, tomorrows. So there are many future lives. So there is endless uh, tomorrow and endless uh, uh, yesterdays. In Buddhism, we understand that our present life, who we are now, is a result of everything, all total of your previous lives. So you have a yesterday, the day for yesterday, the many, many yesterdays. Maybe you remembered all since you were born here, but many people don't remember very young infant stage. Those things also affecting and shaping and reshaping to be who we are. And who we are now and what we do now and how we live today also will shape our future presence, our future existence. 
So even it is continuation of this cycle of beings and non-beings and turning and turning, but the present moment is very important in, in Buddhist teaching. If we decide to begin a new life today, it doesn't have to be same thing with yesterday. If you begin a new life, and it, all of you have that kind of great good intention to begin a new life, to fully alive, to fully uh, be here and now, that is the beauty of a cultivation. That is the beauty of a practice that we can change who we are now and that that will shape and reshape our future. So people who do not know this, this continuation may be just going this way. Yesterday, today, tomorrow, very similar. But someone who has wisdom to see reality that we can change today. That's why today is very important. Our present life is very important. So this is understanding of a rebirth. Nothing is lost. Everything is a continuation, but all the past, whatever we do, will reset tomorrow. So if you meditate well and have some insight today, <coughs> your tomorrow will be different. So this is a concept and teaching of uh, rebirth uh, in, in Buddhism. So present life is the most important. And, and Buddha was asked about this uh, rebirth and so forth. Buddha said, you don't have enough time to think about <laughs> what's coming. Just the focus on today, cultivate, meditate, and improve uh, your karma and purify your karma here and now, then tomorrow will be taken care of. What is the benefit of present moment awareness? Yeah, when we have present moment awareness to see and cultivate our Buddha nature, uh, not be in monkey mind. It's how hard it is to taming this monkey mind if you're experiencing it jumping all over the world, and jumping all over you, and you worry about the future, but it may never happen. All the things happened in the past, if you're hanging in there and contemplate it and regret, and all those things does not change what's happened in the past. The only thing we can change is here and now, how we live this present moment. So, Present moment awareness will help us to be centered and grounded and releasing stress and be able to be here and now in the moment with a lot more clarity and with a light or lighter uh, of things we have to do. So present moment awareness is helping us to see the true nature of who we are and true nature of things. So instead of uh, spreading our mind and constantly following our thought, just let go, come back to breath again and again to the present moment. So that practice will help us 
to be really here and now in the moment. Uh, how can you attain what you want through meditating? How long should a beginner train his mind? Uh, what do you do when you get restless when you meditate? So when you want to achieve through meditation, it, it's, it's important. The meditation is a cultivating concentration, meditative concentration. That meditation is a calming our mind and cultivating this inner peace and joy. So when you have this kind of a quality, um, concentration is very, very important in terms of productivity when you do daily life. So you, you cultivate that through meditation. Uh, I think uh, concentration is, is something you will experience over the time, not at once, but over the time taking gradual uh, expansion of your concentration. And how long to practice for beginners? You just begin with where you are. It's good to begin with a 20-minute practice a day. If you practice about uh, three months, six months, you will see the difference. But it's very gradual. It's, it's not something uh, see the benefit instantly. But it takes a long, long process and build up and expanding it as you go deeper and deeper. That's why Buddha practiced meditation for 500 lifetimes. So it is a long-term process. So be persistent or consistency is, is important. So begin with uh, where you are and uh, what do you do when you get restless? Move your, your position may help. You just change your position like this. Or your hands position too if you uh, Put your hands on your lap like this. You can just change your position like this and coming back again. Or counting your breath. For the beginners, it's very useful. Breathing in and breathe out. Count one. Breathe in and breathe out two. Breathe in and breathe out three. You count your breath up to 10, and begin again, one to 10. That helps. Um, chanting Namamitabol is also useful. When restless, you know, continuous uh, things going on, then um, if you're alone, chanting with the voice is very good, using the uh, moktag or drum and just chant. That's why we all begin with uh, chanting meditation. So a million different things going on and then coming down to the one point of chanting and meditation, even the voice is uh, gone. And if you are with a group, then you can silently chanting Amitabha. It's a reminding of your Buddha. 
Namo returning to Amitabur, Amitabuddha within, which is infinite light and life. So meditation, uh, kind of a mantra meditation with the Namo Amitabha. If you alone, you change different forms of a meditation, walking meditation, sitting meditation, you can alternate it. And if you are really uh, restless, then you go out and have a fresh air, have a glass of water, and come back and begin again. So you can always begin again uh, with this practice. So in the beginning, it's difficult. But you have to pass that beginning stage to deal with all those uh, distractions and restlessness. What did I do wrong if I feel asleep while meditating? So meditation is a relaxing and resting your mind and body. So it, it, it is to fall asleep. If you do, you open your eyes and meditate with your uh, eyes opened halfway. You just uh, look at about two or three feet ahead of you and gazing it. So opening your eyes, eyes will help you. And again, uh, be gentle with yourself. Be kind to yourself. Um, just to wake up, give a little motivation, a little inspiration. And Instead of, uh, what did I do wrong? <laughs> your what is your favorite chant? <laughs> I love uh, Heart Sutra chanting. Yeah. How can my practice be strengthened to cope with the impending loss of love? It's a difficult. But when you have a right view of a true reality, Everything is constantly changing it, constant flow of change. And understanding of the process of cycle of birth and rebirth, that even they are departing, they will come back. Normally, in your near uh, life. So since we don't know it, you may not recognize it, but normally, uh, people are passing away, coming back into your family, <laughs> to your friends, or someone, just someone close to you. So but understanding this, it helps you to go peacefully, help them peacefully. If you're attached to that person, or that person are attached to you, then journey will not be peaceful. Because attachment creates a lot of anxieties, a lot of uh, discomfort, uneasiness. So have a large view of life, and uh, have uh, this right view of a true reality, helps us to understand that everything is changing. I am changing. My loved one is changing, 
and one day we will go too. And our loved ones said, so sending them, departing, it's, it's, uh, of course there is a sorrow, there is a difficulty, but having this understanding helps you to find best way to send them and best way to deal with that uh, relationship. If I have a hard time falling asleep after getting up several times at night, is yoga beneficial or uh, meditation for better sleep? Or is yoga and meditation? Yes, yes. Yoga is helping meditation. Also, meditation and yoga, relaxing your mind and body will help you sleep better. Um, nowadays, it become part of human life uh, that so many people are having difficulty with this. So, uh, if you meditate, just follow your breath in and out, in and out, just follow your breath. That time is also make it kind of a meditation time. Or you can count your breath, or you can chant Namamitabul. You can find all different methods of a meditation with a sleeping meditation. It is really now it's a sleeping meditation. It's a, again, relaxing is very important. And letting go and relax and calming and calming down your mind and body and relax your mind and body and follow your breath. That helps you to, to sleep well. So, so meditation definitely will help you and yoga also will help you too uh, to sleep better. Um, this, uh, I think uh, because of uh, the we are whole group of people together in one building, Again, we can be a little more mindful of uh, if you open the door, be mindful and reduce the sound of uh, you know, opening and closing doors and so forth. So be mindful of uh, our action if you get up during the night. And then a uh, person who got waked up and finds ways to meditate again and, and chanting and uh, just, to, just to go through uh, those meditation process of calming, relaxing, and, and uh, breathing, coming back to your breathing, all those techniques to calming down again and relax so we can sleep. And thank you for those all very, very useful uh, questions.